three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. And I'm here with Scott. Scott, how you doing, sir? Good, man. Happy to be back with you. It's been a long time since the last time. Yeah, About a week. A weeks. Yeah, a week or two. Um, well, I'm happy that we're back uh, with what we're reviewing. Uh, we are reviewing uh, Palm Springs, the new... Uh, uh, I don't say Andy Samberg joint. That that sounds funny, <laughs> but sure, the new <laughs> the new Andy Samberg joint um, with uh, with an actress. I'm gonna get into. Um, mm-hmm. I realize how badly I just phrased that. That was just like I, that wasn't intended to sound dirty, but I will get to her. But uh, Palm Springs is is uh, directed by Max uh, uh, Bar Bacow, who. I am not familiar with. I've heard of a couple things that he's done. Um, in particular, um, a couple of his shorts. Uh, the the documentary Mommy, I'm a Bastard I've heard of. But I've never seen any of his stuff. So this is uh, my first exposure to him. And then uh, Andy Ciara, uh, who was the writer on this, uh, he wrote this. Uh, he was right on the show Lodge 49, which I've heard good things about. But really not familiar with either of these guys. So... Uh, Andy Samberg, I'm a huge fan of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Love Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, I think it's, I think it's actually my favorite comedy on TV right now, to be completely honest. And uh, Kristen, uh, Kristen Malati, who, who is who I was trying to get to. She, of course, played the mother on How I Met Your Mother. And I will say, if there's one thing about this, you can say uh, this is better than the C- series finale of How I Met Your Mother <laughs> because. <laughs> Cause whoo, but that's not a huge bar. I I, I know it. I know it's, that's not saying a lot. But but I also recognize her from the I want to say the second season of Fargo, uh, where she played Betsy, and she was great on there. And I gotta be honest, man, she's the best thing about the last season of How You Met Your Mother. You know that show had jumped the shark. You know, at least two seasons prior. But I really enjoyed just how earnest. And how very charming she was in that last season of How I Met Your Mother. And that carries over here. Because I thought she was uh, playing Sarah. I thought she was just amazing in this uh, in this role. And Andy Samberg, he... Wait, uh, wait. Is play- she the mom? Is, is uh, yes. Kristen Milioti the mom? Yeah, from How I... Yeah. Dang. Spoiler. Or, I'm just kidding. Wait, I'm have, not, oh, well, I haven't. That's, 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 that's one I, I mean I knew already, but don't really care. But I have. That's not one I haven't seen all the way through yet. But oh yeah, honestly, <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm, dude, honestly, I'm saving you some time. Man. No, I've never really had any interest in it. But sorry, continue. <laughs> you're fine. You're such an asshole. I was like, oh shit. I'm, like, you know what's bad about that is like because of spoiler culture, for half a second I was like, oh shit, I didn't mean to ruin that for you, Scott. And then I'm like, you dick. It's <laughs> like, right. I had to put you through it. I, I know. I know. But Andy Sandberg is one of those guys. So Lonely Island, I've talked about my 
adoration for Eddie Sandberg. I think he is just a brilliant comedian. Uh, of course, you know him from uh, Saturday, Night, Saturday Night Live. I love his Nicolas Cage impression so goddamn much. I think it's one yeah. of the funniest impressions I personally have ever seen. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Hot Rod. Uh, I don't think we've talked about Scott. Have you seen the uh, unauth- uh, the uh, unauthorized uh, Bash Brothers documentary I on have, Netflix? And I love it. Yeah, I think it's one of the funniest fucking things. It's, it, it is it, weird and wild and like this. Oh man, it's just a. It's like it's only probably forty minutes, if if even that. Like thirty. minutes. It's like thirty minutes, minutes yeah. but yeah, it's so worth your time. It it really is. It's incredible. The fact, the fact he played Jose Canseco. <laughs> <laughs> well, that it's, it's like, it, I, that it's a visual poem. That it's like set in this like Miami Vice kind of eighties neon, like it was. It's like visually like beautiful, <laughs> in the most hilarious way. Oh, yeah, it's so great. yeah. I, it it's it's a great shit. And and honestly, for me, while this is not like the Bash Bros documentary. Uh, this is a weird fucking movie. I mean, it's Groundhog's Day. I mean, let's call it what it is. It's Groundhog's Day with a, a more dramedy aspect to it. And I've seen some people putting this as their favorite film or like top three favorite films of the year so far. Now, I understand that this year, you know, who knows what's going to come up by the end of the year at this point because... Everything's been thrown into fucking turmoil. But for me, this is probably my favorite film of the year currently. Um, I I love this movie, man. So ju- just to get into the plot very quickly. So uh, we are introduced to Sarah. Um, she goes ahead and wakes up on the, uh, the day of her sister's wedding. Her sister, played by uh, uh, Camilla Mendez, who, of course, you know... Uh, as Veronica from from Riverdale, from uh, Riverdale, no shame in my game. Love Riverdale. Think he's great on there. <laughs> like it, it. I only got through the first couple seasons, but I really dig the show. Like I think it's it's that perfect. It's basically what CW needs to be doing. That perfect like blend of like angst, like teenage angst and shit. Like I don't know. It works. She, for me, she looks but... like she could have been in Twilight. Oh yeah, she she could, she, and she was just in this movie, um, Dangerous Lies on Netflix. That's a piece of shit. But oh my god, like, but she could easily, if they when they reboot Twilight, because it's coming, right. she could be Bella. But um, but her uh, but she plays the sister, um, uh, uh, Tala, and then uh, Abe, who's played by Tyler uh, Ho- uh, Hochlin, he is on the CW. He plays Superman actually, and he's about to get. Right. His own uh, Superman show, Superman and Lois Lane, that premieres, I believe, in January on CW. Um, you also know him as Derek on Teen Wolf, which also no shame in my game. Really enjoy Teen Wolf, the MTV show. It gets better as it goes on. Shut up. But, but. <laughs> really, but I know no Scott shame, like, to shame tonight. Oh, no. d- oh, dude, dude, I never have shame. You know this. But, so, it is, it's, it's, it's Groundhog's Day. She goes ahead, wakes up, um, goes through the wedding. Uh, Niles, Andy Sandberg's character, gives this really surprisingly poignant speech about love and marriage uh, in, in like, the first uh, real interaction we get with him that I was actually kind of taken back by. I was like, oh, okay, like, 
Like, that that was pretty cool. But then, of course, he immediately undercuts it when Sarah's talking to him one-on-one. He's talking about, like, oh, yeah, I didn't mean the fucking thing we said. We're all alone. And I was like, oh, fuck, okay. <laughs> like, they're both two very, you know, pessimistic people. And the, the, the joy of this is them learning to be, you know, slightly better people. And I appreciate that, especially with you know, us quarantining and everything, um, and wearing masks, which you should be, people, um, I appreciate this element, because it feels like a lot of my days right now, yeah. <laughs> where they all are kind of running together, and how it does feel like we're almost hitting repeat on, uh, on our days right now, but, uh, Scott, kind of talk to me, man. Yeah, I kind of think, I mean, definitely, I think watching it, it's really hard not to think about... The lives we're all living right now and how it can just be perceived as one the same day over and over and over again because <laughs> it because yeah. it feels like that sometimes um but yeah i think like uh it, it really comes out strong with that speech because it like you said this is groundhog's day if you know if you've seen any trailer about it then you kind of know what's what's going on they're not really keeping it a secret so that was my biggest thing going into it was how are they gonna keep it fresh like because i mean there's only so many ways you can get out of it or get into it and like set up the plot so that was definitely my interest was the setup and um the direction it was going to go and then when he gives that speech you're like oh shit this is actually going to be there's going to be some substance to this not just like more of like a wackier because you know we love the only lonely island but they're kind of known for more like the wackier off the wall more of the bash brothers type stuff um pop star they've never really i was reading an interview gq interview with andy sandberg and he was talking that he's never had like this big blockbuster movie um he's had movies that are cult classics like hot rod um but they never really do great in box office and that uh, he's not really going to get to experience that with this one because it's coming out on Hulu. Anyways, like it, it was interesting to see how he was going to take uh, more of a romantic comedy so- like aspect and take it through that kind of lens in this. And I think what you're talking about, that first, that first speech, you're like, oh, shit. Like, okay, you got me. Like, where is this, where is this going? Yeah, and I think, and it's a shame too because we we reviewed Popstar. We all love Popstar. Right. That I thought that should have been the movie that, uh, you know, really was a big hit. But it really kind of became more like a like a walk hard, which again mm-hmm. I love, but didn't. They just do don't well. make money right in the box office. Yeah, so. yeah, and, and I think if this was coming out in theaters, this would be something I'd be telling people like you should go see this. This is um. Neon, uh, Neon Productions. Neon mm-hmm. also did. Uh, Parasite. They do a lot of, yeah. They do a lot of kind of more indie stuff. Uh, probably my favorite uh, outing they've had is a uh, Ingrid Goes West with uh, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, that was a surprisingly person. good one. And that it's kind of funny because I thought about that movie even just by looking at this poster. Like, yeah, it's got the same vibe. It, it it really does. And, and I think what's going to catch people off guard about this. Now, I don't know if you even remember this. This was forever ago. But, um, pardon me, um, in the early days of the podcast, 
we uh, recorded, never posted a review for this movie called Celeste and Jesse Forever, which Andy Samberg was in. And it was him and uh, Rashida Jones, uh, a.k.a. Ann Perkins. And, <laughs> and it was just like, it was just a, right, it was pretty good, right? But uh, it was this uh, romantic dramedy. And I think that movie is so bad. Like, it's mm-hmm. such a bad movie. I believe Rashida Jones wrote it. Sorry, it wasn't good. And I remember going, oh, maybe Andy Samberg just can't do drama. But there is a scene where they get pulled over on the side of the road by these cops, and they have a very uncomfortably real conversation that I went, oh, man, that's really, like, eek. Like, it actually made me uncomfortable. And you you guys, if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you know things don't really make me uncomfortable. I laugh at everything for the most part. But that, in particular, especially with this one confession he gives her, I went, Oh no! I went. Oh no! 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 Why are you say, telling her that? And it um, it, it it's it gets a lot heavier at points than I honestly thought it was going to. Yeah, definitely. Like it, and that was that's a real turning point in the movie when he tells her that, um, and actually when it's more revealed to her, revealed to us where she was kind of in the beginning when this all happened. Um, but yeah, I think like very impressed with the range of Andy Samberg because you feel like you've given kind of like one dimension of him usually. And um, yeah, super raw and like it's, it's so quick, like, because he has, that's kind of like the, his genius of, of comedy is like, he he really changes on on a dime, um, but I feel like he did that, but kind of more in a dramatic way, and that kind of conversation was like that when they were like at kind of a crossroads, and he kind of has to face the reality because he's so the the deal is that he's been there for a really long time, like by the t- you said at least a thousand times I think right, and by the time. Uh, Sarah comes along he like brings her into this world unknowingly and by the time she gets in there he's been there for a while so he's made up his mind about a lot of things and not until she's there that like he I mean he he had really <laughs> given up which is hilarious and the the whole Groundhog's Day aspect of this where you get to kind of see them constantly go through this the bits that they have in there are really funny like the there's certain places that they go and like the things that they do i think are really funny and like it it's not like slapstick kind of or anything that you're used to from that bill murray um movie but i think it's kind of its own uh, wittiness and kind of adventure because they kind of do things that you would do like they they really like feel 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 around for it if that makes sense well, oh no it totally does I, I think what made me laugh really hard is uh, you know when because uh, I think it's the second or third, third time she wakes up and she goes fuck you know she just freaks out which you would right. I mean now, I mean now personally I would probably relive uh 
probably like invi- uh, like when you came out here to visit and you watched uh, like Infinity War. I'd probably just relive that day because I mean I get to have brunch and see you each day. Like that'd be cool. I'd be like, fuck yeah. But but if you you know like if you had some real shitty day where you like lost your job or you mm-hmm. were in that loop, you'd be like fuck this blows. Um, there is one time where her sister falls face plant in and and it so dude I you know me man I have a thing with teeth uh, and okay. that shit like I turned away so quick I was like oh son of a bitch like knocked what three for front teeth out I want to say that was uh, so funny yeah. because that was like the second only like the second or third time that she woke up woke up and like it just happened so quickly she's like yelling at uh and oh what is his name and he's Andy Samberg, Niles. Yeah, so he's like yelling at Niles, throwing beers at him in the pool. And by the way, he is always drinking in this movie. He always, constantly, always has a beer (laughs) in his hand and is just going for it. Um, But yeah, her her busting her teeth was like one of the funnier parts because then she like tried to walk in and and fix it because it was only like that's just all she knew how to do is kind of live in in the now so she went in and was like oh shit i broke her teeth blah blah blah. what did you do and that's yeah that's kind of when it really takes off yeah that that in particular that scene made me laugh really hard um now first off so (laughs) there's this point where sarah is just she freaks out because uh now's in her the first time they meet they're gonna go have they're gonna have sex like in the middle of the desert and Andy Samberg goes head strips down. Uh, you don't get to see any Samberg dong, which is you know oh, yeah. disappointing. No, no Thundergun Express here. But uh, but but uh, J.K. Simmons Roy shows up and he shoots Niles with an arrow from fucking nowhere. I was mid sip of my mimosa. I was like, what the shit? And I because I didn't watch a trailer or anything for this. I just mm-hmm. knew. New Andy Samberg movie. I'm like, all right, I'm there. Hell yeah. And I just, I was dying because Roy is hunting Niles like, you know, like sport. And and it gets, and it gets really intense really quickly. But then when you find out what's going on with Roy, you go, oh, you're trapped in this too. That's got to fucking suck. And you find out Roy has a lot more to lose than really anyone in this movie. Um, I'll throw it to you here in just a second, but J.K. Simmons, I mean, J.K. Simmons is great in in everything. Like, J.K. Simmons on Ambien could still (laughs) turn out a better performance than, you know, 60, 70% of actors in Hollywood. The the man is just just walking consistency. And this is one of my favorite J.K. Simmons roles since Whiplash, which I I fucking love Whiplash. That makes me want to watch it again. This is insane. Yeah, we we you know that might be a good reason. Yeah, let's just do the next one. Um, dude, I'm down. We'll do that. But uh, Roy in particular, the scene. If there's any complaint I have about this movie, and I have very few, but I wanted to see Roy and Niles become friends because there's this montage of them doing coke in a bathtub, (laughs) and because he's like, "Oh, you want to go for?" I taps his eyes. No, you want to go for a ride and, and. and I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And, oh, man, that whole sequence, so I was good. dying. So good. Like, like, where Niles and Roy are, like, there's a point where they're dancing with each other. I was like, oh, my God, this is so, like, this is such a bromance. This is completely <laughs> uh, Colin, Scott, or I. Like, you can interchange the three of us. <laughs> like, it's... 
just like so Maybe unlikely, but it it works so well. Yeah, and and actually, J.K. Simmons has one of my favorite uh, scenes in the whole film. I, I I'm dancing around this. I know we typically go in the full spoilers, but I'm dancing around this intentionally because I really do want people to discover as much of this film as they can for themselves. Um, there's a scene that Roy and Niles have near the end of the movie, and I know you know what I'm talking about. Um, that scene in particular, kind of his uh, final, Roy's final monologue, I, I thought was so well done. Mm-hmm. And really got me a little choked up, if I'm being honest. I was like, okay, man. Like, I really... I was not expecting really... that. Like, especially even, even plot-wise. Like, I was not expecting him to be in that state or like just just that whole scene was it wasn't like unexpected where it was like oh this is too unbelievable it was just like such a nice th- i feel like there are so many small like twists and turns within this that it really kept you on your toes and it just didn't fall into because rom-coms can just fall into the motions and be boring and you can kind of like you know, space out for a scene or two and then come back to it and you didn't really miss anything. You had to, like, really yeah. be on it through this whole movie. Yeah, I, I I agree. And there's a lot of things here. I mean, there's a lot of little gags. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to go through a couple of my personal favorites. There is a... There is a Niles talks to Sarah about having sex. Because, uh, you know, you're living the same day. You mm-hmm. know, why... You know, you, you just shoot your shot over and over again, essentially. You know, like... Like, like the dumbest frat bro, and you, and, uh, and I don't know, but but Niles is talking about how all these times, you know, he's fucked other people in the world, and my personal favorite is when he <laughs> is, uh, and I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's there's this scene, there's this one hookup he talks about where he hooked up with the uh, the the bartender for the wedding, and. She's going ahead and jerking him off in the back seat, and, he, and, she, and she goes, "Oh yeah, I hit a guy with my car uh, once. It, like this, this is a car." And he goes, he looks at her, and he goes, "Huh?" Ah, ah, and he comes, all like, "Oh wow!" And I had to pause the movie because I was hunched over. I'm like, "That's so fucking dark," but I appreciate the fact that nothing. <laughs> it just it caught me so off guard. I was like, "Wow, that's fucked up," but. I appreciate that. And then there's this, um, uh, there is this, um, woman who works at this, um, like this little, bar, this, you know, kind of almost like a biker bar. Uh, Darla. Darla yeah. I had that written down. Yeah. Too. And he talks about how he fucked her one time and, uh, Sarah even asked, goes like, oh, it was great. Wasn't he? He's like, yeah, surprisingly. Yes. It was amazing. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then there is, and I can't remember his relation. I think he's. He's a friend of uh, of Abe's. I want to say, um, is it Jerry? Jerry, uh, who's played by uh, I'm gonna butcher his name. Sorry, sir, but uh, uh, Tongai Sharisa, uh, uh, and he's like, oh wait, he's like, oh yeah, and I fucked Jerry. He's like, well, actually, Jerry fucked me. You see, <laughs> you see, and you see now just bent over, and Jerry's just going to town. I was like, damn. I was like. Okay, movie. Like it really doesn't pull any punches. And then even Niles after that, really Niles confirmed her. He's like, "Yep, yeah, you put my penis in my butthole." And he's like, "She was like, yeah, yeah no, like, I know, I know what gay sex is. It's like, I know how it works." <laughs> <laughs> but the the end of that gag is she. He goes, "Oh, well, then I'll." And then I, you know, I had sex with Howard, and Howard's her dad, played by Peter 
Gallagher, who I love seeing Peter Gallagher in fucking anything. He's just, he's wonderful. And she goes like, wait, what the fuck? He's like, oh no, I'm kidding. He's, he's like, God damn it. I was, like, ah. I was like, oh movie, you're, you're just wonderful. Um, I, I just, I love, honestly, man, I, I, I love this, man, because it's, it's, it's 90 minutes, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a clean 90 minutes. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's not an Apatow movie. It gets <laughs> it gets out, and uh, it kind of leads you to go ahead and just, you know, bask in it. Uh, I, I know you mentioned the scene where they get arrested uh, earlier, and while I love Sandberg in this, and I fucking love Andy Sandberg in this, I think this is genuinely... A star-making thing, a uh, star-making vehicle for uh, Kristen Mladi. I think she's gonna get a lot more offers. I mean, let's just set the timer for what superhero movie she's gonna pop up mm-hmm. in because that's the thing right now. But um, she had this line, and it's such an—it's just a one-off line, but it had me dying. This cop's like, "You're under arrest," and she, without missing a beat, she goes, "Suck my dick, officer bitch." <laughs> I was like, "Wow, what?" <laughs> That's incredibly aggressive. Yeah, when she like, goes crazy and like she gets pissed off and goes crazy is really hilarious. And she's like trying to touch the cops cop car and stuff like that. It's, it's so awesome when she goes off. Yeah, and, and and I and I have this written down just because it made me laugh. So when uh when Niles explains what's going on, um there's this scene where he's at the top of the cave and he raises his hands up and goes, I am the Antichrist. And she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. There is no God. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, oh. I was like, okay, movie. He's like, you're going to piss some people off, but I am dying. And you do get some Sandberg butt. So, I mean, that's something. So. <laughs> so, if you want to see any Sandberg's butt, this is the movie for you. But <laughs> Like, a but, surprising amount of jerking off, I want to say, too. Like, um... At the beginning, it it's so funny. I would actually love to watch this movie back through because some of the stuff in the beginning when you don't realize that he's been there for a while um, is even yeah. funnier. Like, there's a point when um, one of the things that keeps repeating is he tries to have sex with his girlfriend right when he wakes up. And the very first time it happens, he's she's like... Uh, Actually, no, not the, I'm sorry, not the first time it happens. Yeah, first time it happens, it just isn't working out for him. So he just, like, stands there jerking off to her and can't finish because he's just just droning on and on. Um, That was hilarious. And then I wanted to touch on Darla, too, that you mentioned. I thought that whole kind of bit, plus them always going back to that same bar. This is, like, rickety old podunk bar that they keep coming back to and doing hilarious things is like one of my favorite parts but yeah also just real quick to touch on oh good short and sweet i think because the movie was uh what do you what did you say 90 minutes is that was the 90 minutes minutes, i think that just like made it better and i love when when i'm sure it's really hard but when i'm when people are able to have ideas but then fit them into a like shorter window like that i think it's I think it's hard, but it, it pays off. No, I, I agree. And I just, I was really just happy mm-hmm. to see Andy Samberg in this, because you know he's wanted this for a while. Like, it, it, it's very clear. And I know this didn't get, um, you know, I, I, I'm bummed this didn't get a theatrical release because of everything. But this is something I'm going to be, I, I'm already telling people, like, you need to watch this. This is a clean 90 minutes. It's well worth your time. Um, just, 
thinking about other things. Uh, one other thing that I that really had me dying, as far as the whole sex thing, uh, there's a there's a time that Niles shoots his shot with Talia, uh, Sarah's sister, <laughs> like while he's getting married. I was like, holy crap, he does not give a fuck, and it's so uncomfortable. But I I love the way that scene played out, and I love, and I don't want to spoil it, but why Sarah is so mad each morning she wakes up the reason behind it not just because she's reliving the day mm-hmm. but that thing I was like oh yeah. shit like when that's revealed I went oh this changes everything actually and this explains a hell of a lot um getting to my final thoughts man everyone brought it in this I was really impressed with everyone no one felt felt at a place or that they weren't you know trying um I know that's Sounds almost like a backhanded compliment, but I really, I really appreciate the cast and the diversity in the cast. There is a mid credits stinger that I appreciated. Uh, the one real gripe I had was uh, June Squibb, who plays a uh, Nana, uh, who plays a uh, the grandma. It's implied that she knows about the time loop. And they yeah, don't really I, address that. I think, you know, and that, if we can get into gripes here, like, that leads into, you don't want to think too hard about the events and, like, the physics of it all. Because they they kind of try to wrap it up in a sort of realistic way by explaining some of it, sort of. and And then they throw that in, you mentioned, Nana, like... It was almost like a message from uh, Sarah or something. Yeah. And, like, so it's, like, it's it definitely does get confusing when they kind of throw all that stuff in, but then also try to make it real, you know? Like, they also try to be like, oh, well, this is explainable, but then if you think about it, like, the series of events and, like, at the end, um, I'm not going to spoil it, but the the way that it's played out you're not sure who like who's a part of is are these characters a part of each other's time loops or are they yeah. part of their own so it's like you don't want to you don't want to think too much into it because i think you could find some disparities between what they say and what happened but uh it was just like more it was more than that it wasn't it was less about that but yeah i do agree with you the nana part it, i had i had me going like wait a like what what just happened there yeah like that was the one thing that kind of stood out to me oh actually okay that's that's light so that this is my second thing um they showed dinosaurs in this and <laughs> it is like never dressed like ever again Thank that was something i was that. like i would have missed that yeah, no, no, no. That was something I went way, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, you okay, it's just land of the lost, or yeah, like they just kind of threw in a di- like dinosaurs. All the- but then they bring up the dinosaurs later on in the movie, and I was like, okay, I was like, we're we're getting a little. But those are, but again, out of a ninety minute film that I laughed at yeah. and cheered and clapped so much, those are my two really only gripes, and they they don't. They don't take away from my enjoyment. It is just stuff I go, okay, we, we are critics. I need to bring this shit up because yeah. it's something oh, for sure. you will notice. And, you know. So, so for me, though, um, it's still fan-fucking-tastic, though. Yeah. Again, I think 
this really could I think I I see a world where someone would try to push this to be two hours and for a concept like this I don't think it needs to be two hours actually that's a lot I know it doesn't need to be two hours and um I, I keep harping on this movie but the King of Staten Island is over two is it's over two hours it's two hours 15 mm. minutes there's no goddamn reason it should be <laughs> this is a queen 90 thank god and it's enjoyable it's well paced um I actually I actually also appreciated the resolution at the end mm-hmm. um because it's different yeah then a lot of these go, and I was like, okay, I really appreciate that. It's it's not about being a good person or anything like that. And you could really tie it into something like Purgatory uh, if, if you wanted to, you know, think a little deeper on this. Uh, I really enjoyed this, and this is something everyone should see. It's on Hulu, so you have no reason not to see it. Uh, so, yeah, yeah fan-fucking-tastic for me. Yeah. But, uh, Scott, Yeah, uh, all the things that you said, I think, like, it, it hit closer to home because of where what we're doing right now and what's going on and like the endlessness that it feels like so it like kind of drew you in more and i agree with you i was like i said at the beginning of the the top of the show i think that i was really waiting for their explanation of it and how it was going to resolve itself or not resolve itself um and i was really pleased with how they went about it and it was like still silly and they didn't take themselves too seriously which is why i say don't think too far into it because they didn't really take themselves very seriously in that respect to the movie and it's it's more than that it's more about you know love and your in your kind of place in the world and things like that which i mean i can't believe i'm saying that about one of his movies and, and a lonely island lonely island produced movie at that um but yeah, I think I would, I don't think this is fantastic for me, but it's definitely an A+. Plus. Um, and I would recommend it to everybody to see it. I think it's, it was like fun and, and you know, even lighthearted at times, but then it kind of brings you back in. And yeah, I really loved it. I think it is uh, definitely near the top of my, 2020 list um if not at the top so go see it i mean there's just like so many bits and i'm sure they threw out so many just to (laughs) keep it short but it just it flowed it flowed together the cast was great um you know i just think it's a it's a great great movie i so i'm gonna so i'm gonna give a little peek behind the curtain so because i was on the a plus for most of it, to be honest, the reason I gave it a fan fucking tastic is because, and I'll be honest, I was concerned, and I say this mid credit scene is important for this reason. Um, it felt like they were gonna leave. Um, okay, it felt like there was a character who's prominent who's gonna be left high and dry, mm-hmm. and they addressed that. Oh, for sure, no, 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 absolutely, okay. uh, for sure. Because, honestly, I was at an A-plus for most yeah. of it. I was kind of like, okay, this is brilliant, but I need, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was like, I need this one thing addressed. Yeah. And yeah, no, I know, I, 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 no, I don't, I don't follow you for it. And, yes, I totally agree. That, that was needed, definitely. Because, I'll be honest, if that thing isn't there, mm-hmm. it's probably an A or an A-plus. Yeah. Like, that, like, j- just for me. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, there's a lot of gags in here I feel like I missed because I was laughing so mm-hmm. hard. And yeah, we, and we don't need to give them all away, too, I feel like. Want to spoil it yeah, too much. but it almost makes me want to do coke. Like, I, I haven't <laughs> done coke. I probably won't do coke, but I'm kind of tempted to I mean, it looks to fun. Coke. It? I mean, I mean, I'll, okay, I'll do coke with J.K. Simmons. If I meet J.K. Simmons... I don't know, okay, wait, 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 because that's one thing, because I don't know what they were doing. They were doing, like, meth or something, because they were, like hallucinating and like oh that's true i I, wait i thought they were doing i thought so too but then like they started they ended out in the desert with like their clothes off and stuff and like his tire on his head that's so i don't know if that's a coke thing or if that's like a they got a little crystal yeah so so i remember niles does say he tried he does he did try it once yes so but i i think what him and Roy were doing okay. was, was coke. So I love the way we're discussing like the intricacies of like no it was no, coke. No, no, no. Mess, what coke. is that? Like, MDMA, but no I but, but uh ladies and gents, um uh Palm Springs, have you seen it? Um I'm gonna probably do a double feature of this and Ingrid Goes West because Alea hasn't seen either mm, of them. Yeah. I'm like, well that's probably gonna be our like next weekend <laughs> will be both of those but let us know what you thought in the comments below you can go ahead and uh like us on facebook at the real pineapple you can follow yours truly on the twitter at j hunter real pineapple you can follow colin on twitter we miss you buddy at uh the real o'neill that's r-e-e-l o'neill and you can follow scott on twitter at him the first and you can find us on soundcloud apple and google podcasts Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and uh, iHeartRadio at The Real Pineapple. Uh, we will have reviews up. Thank you so much for your support. We'll have reviews up this weekend for uh, <laughs> for the Babysitter's Club. I sat through and watched it, and I'm going to tell you, Scott, it's way better than it has any right to be on Netflix. And I reviewed Twilight Zone Season 2 which I will have a review up for as well. Um, guys, thank you so much for your support. I'll be honest, I don't know what's coming out this weekend, so uh, if there's nothing new, Scott and I will find something. Maybe we'll, hell, maybe we'll review Whiplash. Maybe that'll be our review this weekend. I mean, we're talking about it. Why not? But, guys, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Stay safe out there. Wear a mask. Bye. Bye.